Hey guys, Curtis here from Girlfriend Versus, and I just want to quickly jump in and let you know about one of my favorite gaming podcasts called Retro Fandango. Ram Vox and Buried on Mars put on a show covering themed topics ranging from Laserdiscs, Adam Sandler hate, to Nintendo plug and plays and subtle hints for you to check out buriedonmars.wordpress.com. Now, whether you're into complaints, rants, or pooping on STC Pod, I guarantee every episode is devoid of any enjoyment. Seriously, hilarious hosts, witty banter, top-notch quality, these are buzzwords that are not meant to describe Retro Fandango. So check them out on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or Google Play. Don't though. That that they made me do this. I um, I don't endorse them at all. I have I stopped listening about two years ago, which was far too long to be listening in the first place. They suck. Um, seriously, save yourself the trouble. Why are you listening right now? Just stop after you hear this. No more disgrace, not boys, not these ten. The engineer is crystal clean, part of the master plan. Don't now, it's real. It might be clear homeland, only more. We will make America metal again. Thank you, God bless you. Thank you. That's Retro Fandango, that's Retro Fandango When it's Android over iPhone And you can keep your stupid amiibo And always bashing on Nintendo But that's Retro Fandango, that's Retro Fandango Thanks Retro Fandango Switch all my settings around. Oh my. What did this injury do to you? You're a ghost. Oh, it <laughs> killed you. You're dead. I see nothing but fog. Uh, okay. Microphone, check, speaker. Oh, he sounds so far away because he's calling from okay, now the afterlife. Hey, hey, there you are. Okay, I can see you. Can I hear you? Here. Oh, we're... there. Wires. Oh my thing. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Sound good. Is that obnoxious commercial still going on? No. Do I still do that? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I don't watch as much uh, commercial TV anymore, so it might still be, but I uh, I don't see it. What was that? Verizon? Sprint? I think so. One, one of those. Who knows? Those are American companies, so I don't uh, pay attention. I remember that from before I left, so that's got to be a good uh, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, it's a long time. It was an effective campaign for them. It's 
stuck in people's heads. Right. Yeah. That and um, the Budweiser one. <laughs> you know, I was I was uh, watching an old Simpsons episode, and Milhouse comes in the house and does that. I'm like, oh, I forgot all about that, man. Uh, I'm, it's at the point now, The Simpsons have been on for so long that if you watch those older episodes, there are references in there that you think, do people still get this? Do they still remember that this was like a Michael Jackson thing or whatever what was happening well, at the time? You, you know, people who watch the old episodes of The Simpsons are the people who grew up watching them. I, I can't imagine that it's as influential to the younger generation because yeah. they got their new cartoon shows that the that have spun off from the simpsons or were inspired by right there's a whole bunch of uh animation that's aimed at older audiences now i guess I, the kids don't watch the simpsons just uh there was there was this other um this other joke where uh millhouse was going to him and a, and some buddies were going to sneak into uh an r-rated movie and uh, they wanted Bart to come with him. Bart's like, "No, I gotta wait for my dad here." And they're and he's like, "What movie are you gonna see?" And Milhouse says, "Bart and Fink." <laughs> okay, maybe that is an obscure reference. <laughs> it is. Well, I remember they 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 drive off in a car or something, just chanting Bart and Fink, Bart and right. Fink. Right. Well, there's the time I had no idea what it was. Oh, okay. Well, see, I thought it was a play off of Bart, and I was like, uh, "No, because I don't get it." They think they're gonna go in to see this r-rated film thinking they're going to see you know maybe a naked lady or maybe some uh, killer action or something like that and barton fink i think it's rated r because of some of the language there's really nothing in that movie that's it's like it's like a, a abstract film towards the end anyways it's all just this weird stuff that goes on it's one yeah, of the, I've the never seen it. who, who directed that that's the coen brothers Okay, yeah. It's a it's a good movie if you're in the mood for something a little abstract and weird. But um yeah, it's I I can't remember why that movie is radar. I think it's just some of the some of the language. There is there is a girl that gets murdered and that's a little graphic, but yeah, that movie really Spoilers. I didn't say who. There's a bunch of girls <laughs> in that movie. I didn't say who. Jeez. Like People are chomping at the bit to watch Bart and Fink. You didn't even know get the reference. No, still haven't. Jeez. All right. Well, we got a ton I think I'm, to talk I think about. I'm set up. It, it feels like forever since we talked, since we spoke. Well, the last time we really spoke, because when we do those film dangos, it's yeah. just come on. And of course, J Rock's there, so he's like a total third wheel. We can't, we can't get into it. Can't let loose. Yeah. I'm I'm loose now. I t- I've told you the truth. I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> but the lap blanket's right on, right? Me. The lap blanket's yeah. on? No, it, it's hot. It's un- unreasonably hot today. Really? I think it hit 30 degrees. You know, it was like that yesterday here. It was like it was a weird humi- humidity thing going on. Or it was super hot. And then it rained. It stormed. And then it got nice. The humidity went away. And then it just got cold again all in one day. Yeah, plenty of rain here. We got, I, I got another typhoon hitting tomorrow. Really? Yeah. What the last we... one fizzled. It was, you know, it was a big storm and it hit uh, Okinawa pretty hard. But um, I think I mentioned this before. We got these mountains around where I live. So a lot of times if it goes to the right of the mountains, we're good. That that buffers everything. If it goes to the left, yeah. that could be pretty dangerous. So. Okay. 
they they usually go to the right. They stick to the the coast, the ocean. Hmm. Yeah, because I was okay, I, don't... I was tracking that storm because I saw that it was hitting your island. It was coming towards you, so that's why mm-hmm. I sent out that tweet uh, saying I'm so concerned about Rambox and. And you, Richard says, I'm not, I don't care about the storm. My foot, my foot has fallen off. <laughs> yeah. So you really. tweeted the, these photos of, you got like a, a new foot or something. Is it bionic or something or what's going on? Bionic, bionic six. Who had the bionic foot? Was that the bionic woman or the $6 million man? I don't know. I think she had bionic legs, like both legs and her ear. She yeah. had uh, like super hearing, and I remember her throwing like a cabbage really hard. So maybe she had a bionic <laughs> arm. I thought they both had bionic legs where they could run fast and jump high. I don't it's know. That time I, yet. I don't know. <laughs> Are we gonna? We seriously gonna uh, Google this? Well, um, I gotta get my Google Docs going anyway. So. Uh, well, so you don't want to you don't want to talk about your foot yet? No, I uh I so much has happened in the past 2 weeks that I can't remember all the details. So just ask me a question and I will answer it. Okay. What is wrong with your foot? What happened to your foot? My foot. Um well, it, it's kind of a one two combo with my foot. Um Here we go. Google Doc. Sorry. <laughs> Can't, I can't. I can't. Can't get them to do two things at once. Um, well, it, it's super humid and nasty here, and I know there was some uh, debate going on 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 the Twitterverse there. And Matt Bandy actually got closest. Oh, really? It is a fungal thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's super humid here, uh, and I run around a lot during the day, so I, I I occasionally get a little bit of the athlete's foot. Nothing to be ashamed of there. Uh, you put a, little, put a little cream on there, air it out. It's fine. But um, I had a little case of that. And I was, you know, taking care of it. But I'm also, I'm not the most graceful person. Get especially uh, in, in Japan. Because things are kind of tight here. Small spaces, small houses, everything's so small. Uh, and I'm a little larger than the average person. Here, I'm constantly banging my head on the doorways, mm-hmm. and I'm always tripping over things and banging into things. I used to have a really nice watch, uh, and, and it would just break because I'd always bang into stuff. Mm. So my wife wisely bought me a G-Shock watch, which uh, is pretty durable. It can take a nice pounding. Mm. Uh, so I, I had a little case of the athlete's foot, and then I also banged my foot really hard on something. And I thought nothing of it at the time, just like, ah, just just another one of those days where I'm banging into stuff. Uh, so uh, about a day later, I noticed my foot is uh, getting a little puffy. It's rounding out a bit. Mm. And I think, ooh, that's strange. I'll put some ice on it. It'll be okay. Ice it for a while, wake up the next day. My foot is now uh, turning red and and getting rounder and rounder. It's basically inflating, uh, getting to a, a nice football shape, mm. and uh, getting really sensitive. Very, you know, when you get a bruise, it gets all red and yep. shiny, mm-hmm. like the skin gets that real sheen to it. So my foot started looking like a soft boiled crab. It was just this, this weird shape. It didn't look human anymore. So at that point, I thought, hey. 
maybe I should go to the doctor and get this looked at. So yeah, I go to the doctor and um, I get bounced around a lot. I didn't have an appointment. I just went to the hospital. I was like, I got to see a doctor. So get in there. Okay, uh, we'll send you to this doctor over here. Like, okay, sit in line, wait, wait, wait. Go see a doctor. They take a blood sample, look at my foot. He scratches his head. He's like, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> why don't we uh, do an echo and everything? Okay, so go over there. They're putting that goo on my foot. The gel? Putting goo on my leg. Yeah, that yeah. gel. Like when uh, like a lady's pregnant. They're right. doing the echo, yep. the ultrasonic thing. Uh, so he's checking my legs and everything. They're checking for blood clots to make sure it's not like, uh, you know, yeah. something really dangerous. They're knocking out all the, the heavy stuff. So go see that doctor, go see another doctor, go see a dermatologist. The big problem is there's no podiatrists in Japan. I learned this the hard way. Uh, is, uh, I guess it's just not too necessary to have a doctor who specializes in feet only. Hmm. So it, apparently if your foot, if you have a problem with your foot and it's bacterial, you go to one doctor. But if you have a problem with your foot, like you just broke it, you go to another doctor. So there, there's not like one doctor that deals specifically with foot problems. Mm. And uh, somebody else told me uh, apparently this is true because of diabetes uh, in the West. So in Western cultures, diabetes is a lot more, uh, you know, it's a much bigger thing. So there are more doctors who deal with that because your foot is really important. Mm-hmm. You get diabetes, yes. you know, they swell up and stuff uh, when it's serious. So I don't know. Eventually, after about a week or so, um, I was getting different medicines, uh, you know, medicines to, to swallow, medicines to like rub on my feet, and things to do and elevate this and rest and all that. Uh, I finally got the right doctor and the right medicine and things are calming down now. So it's it's been a little over a week and my foot is regaining its normal shape. Uh, I can wiggle my toes again. Um, uh, it's I, I don't know if I can lift it up to show you, but I got this cool medical booty that, I, that I'm wearing. <laughs> well, you, you to... did tweet out a photo of a booty. Is oh, that no, that's my, out, that's my outdoor boot. Oh, I see. I've got my outdoor boot. And an indoor uh, boot. And, I, and I've got crutches. The indoor boot is more of a, um, it looks like a shower cap. Mm. And you just wrap around your foot. And uh, it, it covers up the bandages, the gauze or whatever. I don't actually have gauze right now. I just have a, a towel wrapped around my foot. So what is the diagnosis? What technically is wrong with your foot? Diagnosis is I have an infection. I have an infection. Some bacteria. I guess the 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 athlete's foot kind of weakened the 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 hull of my ship. Okay, and then uh, and then I got a direct collision yeah. from a foreign object, yeah. and then some of that bad hoodoo went in there, <laughs> and now it's uh, the two crews are engaged in combat within wow. my foot. That is, that makes sense. Yeah, you used, yeah, that's some technical jargon there, but I think I I think I got it. I think most people yeah. So got I, it. I just had a nasty infection, and it's uh, it's going down now. So. Did they have it to still dra- hurts to did, walk around. Did they have to drain any fluids or anything? No, I was really wishing they would. I thought I was hoping that it was something like it's swelling up and there's just a giant 
you know, pus pocket yeah, in there. Yeah, you just lance and, and yeah. yeah, just relieve that pressure. But no, they said there's really nothing that's going to come out of it. You just got to wait for your body to deal with that stuff, and the bloodstream is going to absorb it, and it's just going to, you know, slowly go away. So was it? Uh, I guess it was like a watery fluid that was building up in there. Not a pussy fluid? I don't know. They, they said it's not really a, a fluid. I guess it's, you know, all the cells and everything are just stretching out. And Ugh. it's not like there was one pocket that mm. you could lance and and just <laughs> get it all out. So how long uh, is it going to take to recover? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've got, I went today and they gave me five more days worth of medicine. And I got some new lotions uh, that I'm able to put on. So I'm due back there on Tuesday. And I'll find out. But uh, the way it's the way the swelling has been going down, I think by then I might have my normal foot back. So probably by next recording, I should have uh, two human feet. Nice. So you put that lotion on yourself or do you get the the wife to come in honey i can't she I won't can't come it. near me she won't come near me with this that sounds She's right got all these restrictions yeah. of uh you know uh, of course there's the the reasonable stuff like don't share a bath mat mm-hmm. and yes. you know cover up your foot and everything but you know she's asking uh you know the doctor all these other questions like is it okay to wash our clothes in the same machine <laughs> should we uh separate all this uh you know do i have to hose them down with antibacterial spray you know she she will not come near my foot until the doctor gives me the all clear is she is she still sharing the same floor with you or do you, are you squared away to your own section of the floor there is some distance. <laughs> there's, there's a bit of distance. <laughs> I never asked you what size. Do you have, like, what size is your floor? Is it a king size floor or a queen size floor? Oh, man, it goes beyond. This is, I have, it, this is uh, Japanese measurements. I have the imperial. Imperial floor. floor. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll have to convert that into feet. Hmm. That was a joke. That was a uh, joke, by the that way. Was that was a foot joke. joke. Foot. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. Ooh. All right. Well, so, good with my foot. That's it. I'm glad you're on the mend once again. I'm bouncing back. Man, bouncing back. So many problems. You know what's year. weird though? The day before all this happened, I decided, you know, I'm getting older. Maybe I should start cutting back my sugar intake. And, you know, just being a little more responsible. Mm. And the next, I, I do that for one day and my foot swells up <laughs> like a balloon. And so immediately I'm thinking, this ain't good. Yeah. You <laughs> um, need sugar. Did, did I, did I did <laughs> rub some sugar on that? I'll fix it right up. Um, so, you know, I'm going to the doctor and nobody can give me a straight answer for the first couple of days. I'm just getting bounced around. Mm. And in my head, you know, I'm... I don't know what this is because it was getting worse. It was my foot started swelling. It stopped up around my ankle. And then the next day it was into my ankle. My ankle was swelling and getting red. And then I go to the doctor. They give me some medicine. I go and then the next day it's going like halfway up my calf. So this was spreading really high up my leg. Uh, I was really getting legitimately nervous uh, at that time. And all my mind could go to is, you know, is this an early sign of diabetes? I think swelling is supposed to be like one of the serious things. Yeah. 
you know, did, did I decide to do this no sugar thing just one day <laughs> too <laughs> late? <laughs> I felt like Val and Earl when they were trying to leave, <laughs> when they were trying to leave town. Um, and then, you know, my thoughts were going to my dad because just before he died, he had like a bacterial infection and there was talk of, you know, possibly amputating his leg. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I was pretty sure that wasn't my case. But when you're laying there at night and your leg is swelling up and you can't do anything about it, nobody's giving you answers, your mind starts to wander. So did your dad, really your, did your dad have diabetes? Um, I don't know that he was officially diagnosed, but diabetes does run in the, in, uh, my mom's side of the family. Okay. Like my, my grandfather had diabetes and my uncle, pretty sure he had diabetes when he passed. So it's, it's kind of a thing Yeah. They, to be concerned about. So I, I was thinking, yeah, maybe I should cut back sugar. So once I found out about this, I'm like, I'm off sugar until this is all healed. Uh, I'm just staying away from all the sweets. And then beyond that, I got to make some real, you know, adult decisions on how to significantly reduce my sugar intake and make it a little more, uh, educated, I mm. guess, responsible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I, um, I, like I've been sticking to this, to this diet of high fiber and whatnot. And I just, the last couple of days have been kind of, um, I don't know. I just, I felt extra hungry. So I just, I stuffed myself like a pig the last two days. And, uh, today I just, I got up and I felt all bloated and that, and I'm like, oh man, I can't, I, I got to get on that scale to know, like to, to see that I gained like an extra two pounds or whatever, and just like whip me into shape, right? Like mm. get back to that diet. So I get on the scale and I look at it and I lost two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's all about like just the type of food that I've been eating, right? Like it's just, it's still all high fibered stuff and it takes a while for your body to process it all right and all that. So I guess it's all that high. What's all that high fiber do to your bowel movements? Oh, it's good times, man. Cause it makes everything nice and soft. So it goes out, not runny, just nice and soft. I don't, you know, I used to strain. There's no more straining anymore. Uh, and that gets... So it's, it's like it's like when you uh, boil an egg and mm -hmm. you get that yolk just right. Yes, yep. Not overdone, yeah. not runny, but just mm, yep. smooth. That's, that's, that's a way to look at it, sure. Never heard it described <laughs> as an egg before, but yes, I, I'm laying some nice, soft, hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> but it's good uh, yeah <clears throat> i was surprised to see that so i'm down like a total of 30 pounds now 30 nice, pounds yep Gosh. nice round so what number. do you weigh now uh 185 185 yeah. i still got you beat oh i imagine i imagine so i'm still yeah. i still got you know i got ways to go but mm. Well, I'm glad you're on the mend. You know, it's, I, we should do like a little hangman of you because it's been your head, your foot. Head. Oh, yeah. You know, there's just everything this year that has uh, has uh, taken you down. Oh, what else? man. Mark my colon down, your, too. Mark Jeez. your colon? The issues there. I got How do you draw a colon on a stick figure? Um... Well, you know what? We'll leave that. We'll leave that. Lines. We'll leave that for the listeners. Get creative out there <laughs> and send us your photos of a colon on a stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, anyways, glad you're feeling better. 
Um, let's. Uh, why don't we start the show? What do you say? Let's get in on mm-hmm. this. Thing. Um, just to wrap up episode ninety-five. Uh, wow. Yeah, the comments really blew up for that episode. We talked about a lot of controversial things in that show that I was kind of prepared to have to explain myself in the uh, comments. But uh, anything controversial that we talked about, uh, people did not care. Uh, They went straight for, oh my God, you said something negative about Nintendo, and now we have to uh, supply four uh, pages of comments in the uh, comment section on the cartridgeclub.org to explain how you are wrong about Nintendo, and Nintendo is perfect, and they're amazing, and all that stuff. Um, I will say that people did bring up some good points. So it was about, uh, we talked about the uh, those controllers for the uh, Switch, the NES-style controllers, and uh, I am not uh, a fan of them, and uh, a lot of people are lining up to buy them. They're getting ready to get them because they need these controllers in their life. And there is nothing, like, you know, a lot of people said, like, these are kind of... Um, Collector's items, they're not really meant to be a practical thing to, to have and to own. And some people will just put them on their shelf. Some people will use them. My point is that, and, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you're hating on Nintendo just to hate on Nintendo or whatever. The And it's just not it. To me, I treat Nintendo like every other company. If this was any company that was putting out controllers that were proprietary to only their system, to only their console, and proprietary to only a limited few games, people would be very reasonable about it and say, look at these things and say, these things are impractical. Who would buy this thing? But because it's Nintendo, it gets a free pass. And that's that's all I'm saying. It's like, I, I can't understand why people are so reasonable about any other company. Like, look at this. PlayStation Classic that's coming out. Uh, I've heard uh, a lot of comments about this thing. Like, who would buy this thing? Who wants this thing? Uh, You can play these games on uh, so many other systems, on so many other ways. The games are not that hard to get. Um, Although we don't really know what the official games are, but they'll probably be the more common game. Common games and the rare games. If this thing was loaded with rare games, maybe it would be worth it. And uh, how overpriced it is for what you get and all that. And very reasonable conversations I hear about this PlayStation Classic. And some people still want them, even though they know they're impractical or whatever. Uh, but, you know, that SNES Classic and the NES Classic did not get that criticism. Or And if you gave it that criticism, it would be like, oh, everybody's all up in arms. How dare you say something bad about Nintendo? And that's the hypocrisy that I just... I, I just have to point out, you know, why, like, how can, why are people so reasonable about every other video game company, but not Nintendo? Like, Nintendo is just like all the other companies. They're out there to make money. Yes, they want to put, the, how they make money is through video games. And they want to, there is some integrity there to putting out a good video game, you know, in order to get you back to buy another video game after they're done, you're done with one of them. Um, but at the end of the day, they're going to, like any other company, they're going to get as much money out of you as they possibly can. And sometimes it's reasonable and sometimes it isn't. And I don't understand how people can be reasonable about all these companies. But when it comes to Nintendo, well, no, like that's, you're just wrong. 
I, I don't think that people were not reasonable about uh, the the NES one because you're proof of it right there. You, you voiced your hatred and, and <laughs> contempt for it the entire time. Okay, well, see, that's uh, the thing. It's but, not. It's not. No, no. But uh, okay. but you you had those thoughts and everything, and other people have probably said the same things that you did, but more people were excited for it. And that's just, I, I could see it both ways because that kind of is Nintendo's um, legacy, I, I suppose, because Nintendo was responsible for rejuvenating the video game market back in the 80s. Yeah, so it, it almost, is bigger. <laughs> it was 30 years ago, yes. Yeah. They're still it, riding it, on it, that high. Yeah, and there's still an audience there because everyone that is our age right now, they grew up with it mm. and they have the, the nostalgia for it. It's all about nostalgia. So because it was important to them at one point and it was the big selling point, it was a part of their childhood, they do have that fondness. So there's the practical matter of what the device is and what it does and how much it costs. But then there's also the heart and the memory and the soul and all that good stuff that ties into it. So I think there were people that were critical of it, but there were more people that are just, hey, this is great. And and you can apply that to different things. When a company has a certain amount of, uh, you know, hold and sway over the community, uh, people will go out of their way to do a little something for that. You know, they'll, they'll be a little more, uh, I don't know. Forgiving. Forgiving. Yeah. 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 I, I, I get that. Uh, but, uh, okay, so I just want to clear up. I don't, it's, it's... You I, I, hate Nintendo. I don't hate Nintendo. I like to uh, take digs at them because people put them up on a on a pedestal. And when you try to point out, well, no, they're just like a company like every, any other. Uh, others are, are they, they just naturally jump to that, well, you, just, you hate Nintendo. And that... That is what, like, the hashtag Nintendo is perfect about. I'm just pointing out that hypocrisy. Like, I've heard on podcasts people who have lined up to go and get these NES classics, got lined up to go and pre-order an NES classic, taking time off of work to go and pre-order an NES classic. And then this PlayStation classic comes out and like, oh, who would want that? That's overpriced. It's only 20 games. You can play those games anywhere. It's the exact same argument for not getting an NES classic. So why is it okay to be completely impractical about the NES Classic and go out and get that thing? Sony does the exact same thing, and that thing is garbage. That's no, I, that's the thing that, I, that, that, that defy like it defies logic to me. It doesn't make any sense that, to me. That's what you're seeing, though. I, I'm if you dig, you're going to find evidence that supports the theory both ways for for both systems. You're going to find the people that love it, the people that hate it, for both of them if you look hard enough. What? <laughs> Are you saying I'm I'm cherry picking my my facts to support my yeah, theory? Yeah, that's a good term. Okay. Well, I don't feel that way. I feel that. No, I I would say yeah. There's probably more people that are just like we said, forgiving. It's Nintendo. I like Nintendo. Yeah. I grew up with Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo's important to me. I will buy this product. I will put it up on my shelf, and I will 
I will buy little uh, Nintendo controllers for my Switch uh, and everything, and I will I will do all that because I love Nintendo. is very important to me. Right. Um, whereas, you know, for the people that grew up with that, Sony, you know, that was something that was a little later on. So, right. yes, the younger generation. Okay. Right, right. But, like, why... Why is it so wrong for Sony to do the exact same thing to do? That's that's that's, that's my I, point. I'm not saying it's wrong. No, no, I'm not I, saying I, I'm not I, saying I, you. I'm I, saying like with this this logic. Like, okay, so now like you bought this thing because you love Nintendo, right? And it's like, how, why is it okay for Nintendo to do it but not Sony? What you need to do, you need to find the person, the person who did that, the person who said yes for the NES Mini, yes for the SNES Mini, PlayStation Mini. No thanks, and here's why, and, and put a rant up about it. You need to find that person, oh. and you need to show that. I don't to, feel like to the no, no. Are you trying to get me to reveal reveal my source? I'm not revealing my source. <laughs> no, I don't want to start anything with anyone else. That's why I'm being very vague about this thing. But I find, see, I I agree with you overall. Most people either feel like these things are good or they're bad or whatever but i think in our community and the people who listen to this show and people who are in the cartridge club who put nintendo up on this pedestal are more inclined to be like well nintendo is great i want all these nintendo things oh this other company does it who do they think they are asking for all that money like why can well, you there's not also there, i i'd say uh one thing to support what you're saying is the fact that Nintendo has now done it twice mm -hmm. and now Sony is just doing the, Hey, yeah. me too. Of I, course. Want, I want some Nintendo money. So yeah. people are looking at it a little negatively possibly for that of you're just jumping on the bandwagon. I mean, I, I thought it was a total joke when I first saw it because everything about it was the same down to the image of the, the hand against the white background holding up the mini console. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is a total Photoshop. This is fake. And yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, really I'm, doing it. I'm just saying, okay, so the the argument that I've heard from people to not get this thing is the exact same argument to say you shouldn't get one of those NES things. Right? Right, right. Limited number of games, price, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, options to play them elsewhere. You can get these things elsewhere. Like why was like that's the thing that that's the that to me is a hypocrisy to say that it's you know and I say look they're they're like I wouldn't get either of them I wouldn't get Nintendos or Sony's or even Microsoft or any of them because I think they're overpriced you know they're well, asking way you, too much for them without revealing your source if you have somebody that said yes to the the, the two Nintendo systems and no to the PlayStation then. Totally, I understand I, your point. Honestly, throw a rock in this community. I guarantee you, there is. <laughs> I, I, you'll, you'll hit somebody who is who's like, "Oh, I need these Nintendo things," and oh, Sony. Who do they think they are? How dumb is that? You know, and it's not just not like this is just one example. Like it's it's like, can you imagine? Like this is my this this was the point with the controllers. Can you imagine if any company put out controllers that only worked on certain games just on their console it, it can only you have to subscribe to uh, uh an online system in order to to play these games and that's all they're good for and at any point the company can say you know what there's not enough we're, we're just getting rid of this online service now those controllers are completely useless you can't do anything with them if any other company did that people would say oh activision ea sony 
Microsoft, you name the company. It's you're ridiculous. S- Sega, like who would do that? Ooh, this is stupid. This is dumb. There'd be people. Like, nobody would buy this thing. You know. But it's Nintendo. Yeah. Well, I Nintendo mean, gets a free pass. There, there were games that had specific controllers. Uh, Musty's got that giant steel battalion thing, yep. right? Oh yeah. No, it was limited. Yeah. Limited uh, to the Xbox. Light and gun games. But, you know. Right. Light gun games. But those are to TV's play. Changing. Right. But those are to play. You know, a certain game a certain way. Right, like uh, to get an enhanced right. experience, right? Mm-hmm. Is really like this these NES controllers. Like what Nintendo is delivering to you is a way to play Balloon Fight on the go. This is something that you've been asking for your entire <laughs> life. You need to play Balloon Fight on the go with an NES controller. No, but just like any any product that's advertised, you don't need any of it. It's sure. all about. You know, we're going to make you feel like you want it because we're out to make money. Right. And I think that was Duke's first comment in the forums of, you know, is it wrong for a company just to sell a product to make money? And that's uh, all my point is, no, it's not. It's actually good. But sometimes companies go too far and they are asking for ridiculous things. And it's also something I don't want to be set as a precedent. You know, like now this is the way to market games. We're going to get you this special exclusive controller for this exclusive game and all that like you know like sony what's to stop sony from doing it now oh you like these like we'll, we'll put out a, a ps1 controller that will work on like we'll finally get ps1 games on the playstation 4 something that people have been asking for forever but in order to play them you need this special sony controller and, and oh people will scoff at that no that'll never happen but look at the look at the playstation 1 classic there it is right there you know, yeah. I don't uh, want you, to be, that to be set as a precedent as something like I don't like these mini things. I don't like these plug and play systems. Now it's being set as a precedent. You put it out. You don't even need a plug. You only give them 20 games. It's limited to those ones. We'll put out PlayStation Classic Part 2 in, in year three of, of whatever quarter, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's what I don't like. I think that that's it's not good. It's not good for the gaming. It's not good for gaming. It's not good for the hobby. You, you don't have to buy it. No, exactly. But nope. I, I, and I won't, but uh, I think it's bad. I think it's bad for the hobby, and uh, I know that like I can't stop people from buying it. They'll go buy it. I don't. I, I'm not trying to stop anyone from buying it. I'm just saying like well, what it is. You're going to complain about it. Yeah, the whole sure. Time. <laughs> Why not? I'll complain about it. I think the thing's overpriced. Uh, the the classic, yeah. the two things. Like I I, I do, and I don't give Nintendo a free pass because they bailed the video game market out of a crash thirty years ago. They are, they are a company that will ask for as much money as they possibly can out of you. And that's what they're doing with these yeah. controllers and this online system where you can, like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't it's, seem... It's not just Nintendo and it's not just games. You know, once a company has a certain amount of uh, clout from, from delivering a successful product and gaining an audience that is, is into it. I mean, look at the Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. They put out a couple of movies. They're like, we're, we're going to try something. Let's see if we can hook people with these movies. They they put out The Incredible Hulk. They put out Iron Man. They started getting people into it. And it's like, all right, we're going to go for it. And we're going to make it so that the people who are watching these movies are going to want to go to the movie theater uh, four times a year to figure out what this whole big story is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's been working for them, yeah. right? So. For them to continue to put out more product and to say, you know, we're going to be ambitious. We're going to make it so that you're going to want to have to watch this movie to understand this reference and this one. And it's working. So, you know, it 
they're going to keep doing it. I don't follow along because I'm not as interested as everybody else. But for all the people that are, they're they're out there shelling out their, you know, 13 bucks, whatever it is, to go see a movie every couple of months just because they want to see every little tidbit of the story. Right. Well, I don't feel what Marvel's doing, though, is gouging, like asking for asking more for less, you know. Like it's but, for, to but, me, this is what getting, Nintendo is doing. Getting, we're at the point now where they're asking more for less. They're asking more money for you and delivering less of a product. Whereas Marvel is offering you two hours, two and a half hours, whatever, of entertainment for every ticket that you buy. Yeah, but they're building a dedicated audience. Sure. They're, they're getting people that are going to line up for the next installment. And, you know, Nintendo has been doing that for, you know, 30 years, whatever. Yeah, but so it, now the, the deal their, their was... next installment is no longer, it's no longer limited to just putting out another game. Now they can, oh, well, let, let's try this. Okay, let's try this. Let's here's try this. And, you know, here's, it's branched okay. off into so many different areas. Right, but here's the thing. Nintendo, the deal was you go buy the console, right? And you get mm-hmm. a controller with that console. Right. And now you go buy the game. So you're out so much money for the console, the controller, and the game. Or maybe the controller comes with the console, whatever it is. But you got you got all three. Now you play that game, right? And you finish mm-hmm. it, maybe you go get another game or whatever. That's always been the deal. Now they want to alter the deal, like Lord Vader, and say, oh, you want to play these games? You got to subscribe to our online service. Now they're asking for more money for a lesser product for on, for games that are you know thirty years old. Yeah. Oh, you and want to play them with an NES controller? Oh well, it's only you have to subscribe to the service, and maybe we'll let you have one for an outrageous price of eighty dollars for two little NES controllers. Yeah, you're I, getting again. That's right. That's it's, it. They're offering less, or, uh, and they want more money from you. Yeah, and. If they have the dedicated audience that will do it for them, that's a smart business move if you're interested in making money. That's and, yeah. yeah, and no pro- no yeah. problem with that. But just admit that it's a business move and it's not Nintendo up on a pedestal delivering like they're above it, that they're better than any other company. You know, they're, no, they're I, out I there to make know. money and there's nothing wrong no, with that. But I don't think that... Well, I never looked at it from the point of view of them thinking they were better but yeah i totally see it as not not nintendo thinking let's make money not nintendo thinking they're better i'm talking about the, the nintendolts out there that's a that's ah okay that's a hash, hashtag yeah, fandango that. exclusive nintendolts right uh you know that they, that it's like oh no no nintendo's not doing this to make money nintendo's doing this because they want to deliver this amazing product to you and, and oh, the pro- what no, is I a product at the end of the day? It's balloon fight on the go. Like this isn't <laughs> something that's great. They're asking more money for a thirty-year-old game, and and more money if you want to use this controller for it. Because let's face it, those controllers that came with the Switch, they're not really ideal for these NES games, right? The people complain about the uh, D-pad. There's not really a D-pad. It's buttons, right? Hmm. hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I, I won't fight you on that. I, I think it's just all business. I mean, yeah, um, and, and, and nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being in business. Nothing wrong with making money. But just own it. That's all I'm saying is just own it. That that's the reason why they're doing it because they want more money from you. And I guess that's it. That's all. I, that's really like it, it could be more money or less work because uh, Nintendo often gets criticized for not producing enough product. Yeah, uh, but. 
if you look at it from the point of view of you got two businesses, um, they're making cupcakes, whatever. Uh, one one business they make their cupcakes and they sell them for a dollar, and another business they they make their cupcakes and they're selling them for two dollars. But they're basically the same thing. So the one that's selling for a dollar, of course, they're going to sell more product. Maybe they sell twice as much. But then uh, the one that's charging twice as much, they only have to produce half as much mm-hmm. to make the same profit. Yep. So if, if Nintendo just keeps charging a little bit more, a little bit more, they do less work and they have to produce less, but they still get to earn the same profit. Yeah. So for for that for that uh, mentality, then yeah, they can just say, hey, we got this attractive product. It's a good quality. Um, it costs a lot of money. Do you want it? Yeah. And then, you know, the fans go out, they go get it. I'm like, hey, we, uh, you know, we shipped everything we made. We could sit back and count our money and then maybe we'll make some more. Right. And I'm the guy that's saying, why are you spending two bucks for this cupcake? You get this $1 cupcake <laughs> and it's the exact same cupcake. Yeah. That, that's that's it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I hate the $2 cupcakes. I'm just saying it's exactly the same. Why are you spending more money for it? Because they made game, cause they made cupcakes 30 years ago and you enjoyed them when you were a kid. That's it. And I'm, I, I'm just too practical for that. Anyways, I hope that explains some, uh, uh, clarified some things because there were some comments there that was like crapping on people that buy these things and all that. And I'm, maybe I am a little bit, but not, not too much. Not as much as you think. <laughs> I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy. That's it. I don't hate anybody. I'm not. They, go ahead, buy them. Go ahead, get get all your stuff. All right, we got so much to cover. And we've already been yeah, talking for forty-two minutes. Uh, <laughs> okay, so a few uh, weeks ago, you, there was this thing going around on Twitter where people were revealing four things about themselves, and uh, Mr. The Rambox at The Rambox uh, revealed four things about himself, and this this needs discussion. We need to oh, talk four, about these okay. things. So first of all, uh, you're a mutt, Italian, Irish, German, French, Polish, Ukrainian, Czechoslovakian, and Native American. That's correct. That is a lot. According to, according to my mom, that's correct. Okay. Well, I thought I was bad because ha- I'm uh, Ukrainian, uh, Polish, Italian, and I think French because my dad was adopted, yeah, so we're not 100% right, sure. Right. I, hey, I got all those. Yeah. No, you don't have French. Oh, you do have French. Well, there you go. Maybe we're maybe we're related. We from, could be. Yeah, we we might be uh, cousins or sisters or something. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you put that one first because that was the less the lesser the interesting ones. We got some better well, ones. I want to hear about Ukrainian. I want to eat any Ukrainian food when you grew up, or like Polish food, pierogies. We, we yeah we talked about pierogies yeah. before. Yeah, right? my my you Nona know. was Italian. She, my grandfather was Ukrainian and uh, Polish, so she would make uh, that. Uh, food for him so uh you know sauerkraut was big mm. uh of course the uh, kielbasa polish sausage oh yeah um there's probably more stuff like there was like a lot of weird food that i wouldn't eat like hishke mm. have you ever heard of that hishke hishke no. it's it's like a, a gelled meat my parents would Ugh. eat it it was it's like really garlicky my parents would eat it uh. all the time and it was this meal that my like my grandmother would make for my grandfather. He was big into um, sauerkraut, though. Like, sauerkraut was all over the place. Sauerkraut's awesome. Sauerkraut's like, uh, you know, your go-to veggie when you don't have time to cook. Yeah. Just plop some sauerkraut on a plate. Um, cabbage rolls. Cabbage rolls are very big. That's, oh, I yeah. Believe that's, I believe that's uh, Ukrainian, I believe. 
Yeah, we used to eat a lot of that. Uh, and they would make um, it with different things in it. Sometimes it would have rice ever, in it, meat, salt. Do you ever pork. have uh, krischiki? No. It's like this fried, it, it kind of looks like a potato chip, but there's like powdered sugar all over it. It's this fried dough. Oh, and yes. Just dump over it. No, but uh, what did you call it? Krischiki? We would call it, my, my family would call it grostelis. Grostelis? Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's like a fried fried dough, fried crispy dough, right? Like it was, they'd be right. crispy, right? Yeah, and you put powdered sugar on them. Yeah, th- yeah, yeah. Well, my mom would make these things too. She had this, um, it was like a handle and, and a stick and and um, it would have like a design shape and you dip that in a batter and then you dip that into the frying pan with the oil in it. Mm-hmm. I think she called them patels or something. yeah. You can make them that way, but uh, my grandmother would just throw them in the in the the uh, in the oil, and they would just like they would burn and like they would crisp into like these uh, thin, uh, almost like a chip. Yeah. Oh yeah, here we go. K r u s c h i k i krischiki. K r u s what? K r u s. C H I K I. Polish, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know why they'd call them grossleys. Gross. I I think I'm pronouncing that right. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen it spelt. But yeah, these are totally what she would make. Yeah, those are awesome. She wouldn't twist them. Maybe that's uh, the difference. Is that they're twisted. They would be. They would uh, just. You know, flat. I don't think the ones I got were twisted. They would just. You know, they'd. When you fry stuff, it bends and yeah, gets in weird shapes. Oh, uh, my cousin Guido mm. and I, we sat down and we had like a whole huge plate of those <laughs> your, one day. Your cousin's name is Guido. That's I told you, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, we got cousin Guido. <laughs> Don't mess with us, man. I'll send Guido and the boys after you. And he is total Guido, man. Like, I should record him one day and just post him on YouTube because <laughs> just the way he talks and everything. Oh, man. Just every stereotypical uh, Italian thing just comes out of his mouth. It's crazy, except for the the accent. He doesn't have the accent. But well, that, that doesn't count then. <laughs> well, once you see him, you'd say it counts. Okay, let's move on to because uh, we got better stuff here. Okay, mm-hmm. so what is T? You have apparently you have TMJ syndrome and tinnitus. Mm-hmm. I have tinnitus yes. too. Mm-hmm. I hear them ringing all tinnitus the time. Is fun. But what is TMJ syndrome? Uh, Temporomandibular joint syndrome. What does that mean? It it means that my jaw is uh, slightly out of alignment, and I get this like uh, popping and clicking in my Ah. jaw. Okay, I'm gonna write down. I'm gonna draw the jaw on the hangman right now. Oh yeah, Yeah, (laughs) there we go. Well, tinnitus, you can draw the ear also. The ear. That's right, tinnitus. Okay, so I'll put. Uh, yeah, so the, the is it tinnitus is, in both ears or just one? I believe it's both. It's caused by the TMJ. Mm. So the, the jaws have alignment, and um, it's it's like the um, you got bones in your jaw, like two bones, yeah. uh, and there's a little gel pad in between. So the gel pad has slipped, so the bones are like bumping against each other, uh. kind of thing. So uh, yeah, it's uh, I've had it since I was a kid. It still annoys me to this day. Uh, almost every time I open my mouth, uh, that's when it pops. Um, and sometimes it'll not get stuck, but it has that feeling it's getting stuck, and it gets really annoying. 
and I slap myself in the face to try <laughs> to like, say. distract myself from it. Couldn't like uh, use a rubber mallet or something just to like knock it back in. No, so some Bump. people like ask me something. If they're looking at me for a while, my jaw starts like wiggling. I'm I'm kind of like playing with it and uh. just like clicking it. Uh, it's really annoying, and um, I want to stop talking about it because usually when I talk about it, that's, that's when it I start focusing on it. it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we got better things to move on to. What about you being in the back of a police car? Did you tell oh, me this story? No, I don't think I did. And it, it's, of course, not as interesting as it sounds. But uh, this was also when I was a kid, probably, I would say like 12-ish, maybe, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Um, I was at my grandfather's house, and he asked me to go around the store to the candy store to pick up some eggs and, and stuff. Um, this was back when you had little mom and pop shops all over the place. Yep. You know, you go there, get your newspaper, you get your cupcakes and all that. Cupcakes. So uh, he gave me uh, some cash to go around the store. Uh, so I went around, got the eggs, got the milk, whatever it was. And I'm leaving and I'm walking. It's only a couple of blocks from his house. And uh, there's this group of kids. It's always groups of kids where I grew up. It was uh, never one-on-one, always group of kids. Uh, and they see me walking out with the groceries. So in their head, hey, that guy's got some money. Mm. So uh, they start following me. And I remember they kept calling me, hey, blue hat. I was wearing a blue hat that day. So, hey, blue hat. And uh, they start asking me, I don't know what, probably asking me like if I had any money or whatever. Ask me where I'm from, what am I doing around here, all that. Uh, and they're just following me. There's like one guy on a bike and there's like three or four other guys that are just walking. And um, they're, they're probably like around my age, maybe a little bit older. Mm. Um, but they're harassing me. They're following me. I'm doing my best just to, to stay calm because this is probably maybe the third third or fourth time that I, I was harassed by a group of kids uh, where I grew up. Because that, that was the thing. Any, anytime somebody wanted to come up to you, it was never one-on-one. It's, it's, it's always the group. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. Just uh, let's gang up on this guy. It wasn't like you get into fights. It was you got jumped. Right. <laughs> you got jumped. stuff. I got jumped once. I got my bike stolen. Um, I had a knife pulled on me for um, – having a snowball fight with my friend outside his house. Uh, Jersey, man. Jeez. Yeah, I got I got harassed right in front of my house. I was snowing the uh, I was uh, shoveling the snow uh, one day and then a group of kids, a big group of kids comes by and like they all got shovels cuz you know, when it snows, you go out and yeah. you try to get some money by uh, shoveling, shoveling people walks. Right. So yeah, I'm just shoveling my walk. One guy doesn't have a shovel, so he comes up to me, "Hey, what are you doing with my shovel?" this isn't your shovel so there's a stare down he's he's right up against me and like i said there's a circle of the other guys all standing around so you learned very early on you don't you you don't step forward if you don't think you're gonna win right so basically you just have to stand your ground so there there was a minor confrontation where i had to take a few hits but uh, ultimately, I made the wise choice of not fighting back and not having uh, a bunch of guys stomp on me. So, so back to the main story. Did you give up your shovel? No, I got my shovel. I didn't give up my shovel. Um, well, how did it stop? Like, did they back off or what? How yeah, did... they he just they just backed off. I maybe there were too many people going around. Mm. So once there's enough witnesses and everybody moves on. Okay. 
Wow. So um, basically, the, the the story with the groceries. Uh, I'm walking down, and you know, the guy on the bike, he's riding up behind me, and he he's getting really close, and he hits me in the side uh, with the the bike handle. So it's kind of the the start of let's get this guy. Uh, and I, I just start moving faster, but before I can get too far, I I get blocked, like I get sideswiped right in the side of the head. So um, it wasn't enough to knock me down, but I was like. Maybe that's where my tinnitus came from because yeah. my ears were ringing. So I, I just started booking forward. And um, I ran by this other store, which was another grocery store. that was Pat's, Pat's Candy Shop. That's where my grandfather got his newspapers. That's where I'd get these ice cream cones, the little like push-up thing, mm-hmm. the little stick on the bottom. Yep. Just go there for those. And my candy cigarettes. That's where I bought my candy cigarettes. Um, and he saw me going by. He knew me because I would be in there all the time. And I told him what was going on. And at that time, a cop car was pulling by. Uh, so he, he flagged them down. He was like, hey, uh, these kids are giving them a hard time. Mm-hmm. So they let me get in the back of their cop car, and he drove you drive me back home. Yeah. Okay. I like the, the uh, snow shovel story better. That, that's something else. Well, oh, you know, the big one was um, when I was in high school, my first year of high school, uh, the, a friend of mine, we, we went to uh, grammar school together and we were in the same classes in high school. But when we started, he had a broken leg. Uh, he had a cast on and he had to go in with crutches. So uh, I would always wait for him after school. And uh, I was waiting for him one day and he, like, he just wasn't coming out. He, he had something going on and everybody else had left. Um, so I'm just waiting at the stairs by the school. And then these two guys come up. Uh, one of them is probably just a, a couple years older than me, but the other guy was like, he, he was pushing adulthood. Uh, and so he starts asking me, Hey, you got any money? You got any money? I'm like, nah, sorry, I don't got any money. So I, I duck back into the, the school. I'm waiting, looking for my friend. He doesn't come out. So finally I go back outside again. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Now I'm down by the street. I was at the top of the stairs the first time. Now I'm down by the street. And then suddenly I see those two guys come back around from the corner like, hey, 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 come here, come here, come here. So they come up to me and uh, just keep asking me for money. And I'm trying to explain. I really don't have any money on me, like nothing. So um, I, I try to get my way to the back, uh, back up to the top of the stairs. And uh, the bigger guy, the older guy, he runs up ahead of me. He holds the door closed and he starts telling me, look. Uh, this guy, he he's nothing. You, you hit him once, he's going to go down. Don't worry about it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not trying to get into a fight here. And so basically they both got me cornered by the door. And then uh, I'm, I'm telling the guy, look, I really don't have any money. I reach into my pocket to like pull out, like show him I only got my keys and stuff. But like I never had a chance. He hit me, got me down. I started um, uh, getting kicked in the head uh, quite a bit that time. So that that was the big one. Uh, I got sent to the hospital after oh. that, uh, just for x-rays and stuff. Nothing too bad. I had a bunch of bruises, but, uh, um, that was the big one. And after that, um, after, after the shovel, after the candy store, after the knife, after, uh, the beat down out there, that's when I forgive my, pardon my French folks. That's when I developed a very fuck you attitude towards, uh, <laughs> bullying and, uh, any type of, you know, people trying to back you in a corner. Mm-hmm. And I developed a real um, attitude <laughs> when, when anyone tried to pressure me from then on. Because, uh, like, probably 
less than a year after that, some other guy started harassing me for money uh, when I was walking home one day. And I was walking home alone. And this guy, he, he was an adult, like a straight up adult. And he was following me when I was leaving school. And he's like, hey, you got any money? You got any money? I'm like, no, I don't have any money. And he's asking me for a while. And I'm walking down. And then suddenly there's this group of kids like uh, from my school, like up ahead. And I see his eyes like going back and forth, like looking at them, looking at me. And he's asking me, hey, are those your friends? And I know like in my head, I was smart enough to know that's him trying to figure out if I have backup, mm-hmm. like if I have if I have a way of escaping. Uh, and like I had been through so much at that point of, of getting jumped so many times. I was like, you know what? No, they're not my friends. I don't know who they are. Leave me alone. And I just kept walking. Like, I know this guy's probably going to jump me. I, if he jumps me, I'm going to fight him. I don't care if I lose, but I'm not backing down. I'm not cowering in front of this guy. And eventually he just trailed off. Mm. You know, it, it was that uh, I'm not backing down. And, uh, and I've kept that. And I've never had any problems since then. As soon as I developed that confidence of uh, I'm not willing to just, you know, roll over and play dead for right, these people. Right. Um, yeah, there've been plenty of other times where, uh, things could have happened <laughs> in Jersey city, but you know, you, you get a tougher skin yeah. after a while. Man, maybe that's why we're, we're alike. And cause I, I, I've got similar stories, uh, growing up in the, in the rough, uh, part of, uh, Sudbury. Uh, a lot of, a lot of it though is like, I, I don't think I've ever been jumped for money. But they were always no, just... it, was, it was more for fun. Yeah. That's what that's, it was. Like yeah. I don't think it was ever like if if I if the guy got a little money off of me, you know, that would have been a bonus. Yeah. It was all just a matter of that was the thing. You yeah. know, just jump people for fun, establish some sort of dominance yeah. and well, get like, your alpha male fix on. Right, yeah. Like prove to their friends how big they are, how tough they are, or whatever. It was generally yeah. uh it, it was always kids that were big and tough and couldn't play hockey they they always had an edge because like they were always built up like when you're when you're small and you're a big you're a big kid the they will always oh you got to go into hockey you got to like you are you will be the next you know uh enforcer or whatever in the hockey and at some point their uh skill set like doesn't advance and they're just like these big trucks on the ice and every like they can't get to anybody because they're not fast enough. So then they're dropped, they're cut from the team, and then they just walk around through life with nothing to do. They can't play hockey because that's all they relied everything on hockey. They didn't learn anything in school, so they just walk around with this chip on their shoulder that they were built up mm. to be this hockey player, and that and it and it doesn't happen. And so then they find each other somehow in Sudbury. These people find each other and they create these little groups of people who are just miserable. And and mm. look for nothing to do but to pick on other people, man. And I still yeah. hold, hold contempt for all of them because yeah, it was the same thing. Like me, I oh man, I couldn't I, taking the bus home from school every day was always an adventure. It was an event like there wasn't like a calm day where I could just. That's why that's why like I just so many people I just end up hating them because it's it's like so many people just stood by. They let things happen. They don't do anything about it. Yeah, you know. Ugh. Anyways. 
Didn't you have a Nintendo as a kid? Oh, all Couldn't these kids had Nintendos too. I was the only one that didn't have a Nintendo. All these Nintendo, <laughs> they were all Nintendo adults. And then they would beat you up at school, and then they would call you later. What do I do in this game? And I don't know. I I don't have the Nintendo. <laughs> well, I had a, a nerd like you doesn't have a Nintendo. No, I don't have a Nintendo. I don't know what to do. Yeah, kid you not. It happened a few times. Treat you like shit at school, and then they want to be your buddies when they want to figure out what to do in Castlevania. And I've, I've never played the game. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. Okay, right. what else you got? Uh, okay, yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we still got still haven't finished this bit. Uh, okay, smartphone. You got a smartphone. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a revelation. When did you get a smartphone? Um, I don't remember. Sometime earlier this year. Which brand? Now, this is all your credibility hangs on this <laughs> answer. <laughs> what brand of cell phone did you get? Uh, what do you mean by what brand? Well, what's the brand name? Like, is it an Apple? Or is oh, you it... want to know if I'm an Apple or Android? Yes, guy. yeah. What operating okay. system do you have? Just uh, to check, well, he's not know, sure. As you know, uh, I do, I do use my iPod Touch quite a lot. Yeah, and I gotta say, I enjoy. The interface, I I find things very uh, intuitive on this iPod Touch. There are certain um, things like, for example, when I go to settings uh, in here, uh, Wi-Fi is right there. Uh You know, I don't have to scroll down to adjust my Wi-Fi settings. It's it's right there. Um, My Wi-Fi settings are on the front on the top page. um, Wi-Fi. I don't know. I've always enjoyed the interface on here. Once I got used to it, my Wi-Fi is right there. However. On the front page. However, right. however, uh, for my uh, telephone, I do have an Android device. Oh, where's my applause? Why? Why did you decide <laughs> to get a better device than your than an, uh, the iPod? Um, I can't really uh, remember all the reasonings. Uh, I chose uh, the phone that I enjoyed most based on uh, how it looks. Mm. And I wanted a nice screen. I wanted a nice big screen. Um, and I, I just saw this one. I thought it looked nice. And so what is your phone? What, what type is it? One. Is it an LG, a Samsung? What do you got? It is. Just a moment. Show me Show Pop me your up. goods. Pop it up the case. And then so show me your go. phone. I have, it in, I have it in a case. Very nice. Yes, I do the case yep. as well. I can't case. hold on uh, to anything. My front screen has Star Trek stuff on it. Very nice. Yep. And if I can pop it out, I can tell you what kind of phone this is. I'm sure I can just look in the settings. It is an Aquos. Oh, okay. I think I've heard of those. Aquos R, I believe it was. It may be a oh. Japan only kind of a thing. I don't know. Well, welcome to, uh, it, it's, to the It's got the a really smartphone. nice screen. That's so are you addicted to it now? Are you constantly looking at it? Um, can't, can't no, I, I do. I, I tried a few different things on it, you know, getting a couple different apps and things. And ultimately, I've stopped using any of the, you know, little games or whatever yeah. that I put on there. I just don't have that much of an interest. Um, I use the camera. Mm. I use the phone. I use the mail. Mm. Uh, I do have Twitter. 
and YouTube on so the, here. Okay, because I've uh, noticed that I've, I've been able to reach you a lot more easily on Twitter than I... Like, I don't have to wait a week and a half before you respond to something. I, I get <laughs> I get something within, like, three hours now. It's, it's very nice. Yeah, so I, I didn't really bring it up because I, I have a reputation. To uphold, <laughs> so I, I don't want to spoil uh, that. Plus, um, I kind of figured that I would lose uh, excitement over it after a while. So, yeah, I, I did all the, like, ooh, let me play with this, and I'm going to look at this, and I'm going to try this. And then after a while, you just, eh, it's it's a nice phone. I gotta admit, though, it is it is uh, extremely convenient. Yes, I un- I understand very well now. I was in my kitchen earlier, and um, I realized I wasn't gonna make the recording on time, so I picked it up, pressed a few buttons, and there you go, there. instant communication yes. across the world. Isn't that crazy? It's wild stuff. Uh, yeah, amazing. Nice. Well, welcome, welcome to the uh, one dollar cupcake club. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good. Excellent. I'm happy for you. Yep. I'm happy that I'm what able to reach you now. What phone do you have? I have you a Samsung. You have an Android. I don't, have to, I don't have to look it up. I can even tell you. I have a Samsung S7. It's, Samsung uh, S7. I got it two years ago, and it's been nothing but glory and amazingness and awesomeness all in one package. It works beautifully. I can dig it. Yeah. Okay. Dig it. Cool. So are we gonna have time for all of this other stuff? I don't know. I, I could just. We're move. doing a bonus, uh, plus-sized episode here. No, no. I I can move quickly through uh, some of this stuff. Uh, oh, I, let's get to the important stuff here first. I uh, just want to mention RF Gen took an idea that we had on our episode um, where we were talking about the movies from 1989. Even though it was just a little topic of discussion that we had. But uh, they... Took... Oh, 87 it was. 1987. Was it 87? Oh, right, right. It was 87. Robocop, Lethal Weapon. Okay. Was 87, yeah. Right. So they took the that crumb of an idea and they ran away with it and did this whole th- bit on uh, their show about the music from 1989 and a lot of the influential albums and that, that were released in 1989 and did this really incredible in-depth segment. Uh, about it and it was just cool that that was just a little crumb that was picked up from our show and they 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 took it it was uh really interesting because i've never had thought of 89 as a big music year Um, but when you hear about all the bands that released debuted albums and that uh around that time yeah i guess that was a decent year because for me i was in i was listening to all the thrash metal and that was a year where metallica and megadeth didn't release an album so 89 was always like a little bit of a, a dull year for me but um yeah, they opened my eyes to a whole plethora of uh, albums that came out at that time. So I just wanted to give them a mm. shout out and say, check out that episode. I believe it was their uh, Die Hard Arcade episode. Hmm. Yeah, where they covered those games. All right. Well, I, I think what you mean to say is you want to say uh, you're welcome <laughs> to them for. No, no, no! I picking can't up, I, picking I, up our seeds. I don't want to. Uh, that was, it was. They went above and beyond. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, we could do that too. You know, like STC Pod does with this show. This was, you know, something else. They they took it to a whole new level. That was a joke, Joe. That was a joke. Relax. Settle down there. Uh, CC uh, podcast, Cartridge Club podcast. I was on the last episode. It was about Doom 
2016. Um, it was uh, Musty and uh, Rocket Sauce have taken over the hosting uh, for that. And I think this was their first first episode on their own or something. I don't know. It was like, I, I don't know. Anyway, it was good. It was fun. I was on with uh, Pam and we talked about Doom for two hours. So check that out. I Up until about a week ago, I, I swear I thought they were playing the original Doom. <laughs> when i heard doom announced i was yeah. all excited like oh they heard what we said a few episodes back about how they should have like some old school pc games on there and yeah, yeah. Announced, oh doom oh. i really honestly thought that's what they were see playing. this is what and then was... i see all these screenshots of uh of modern gaming this is what would happen though if they picked doom the, the original doom is we would say you got to play the pc version because that's the best version and that's like the, that, that's the one to get and they would all be playing the super nintendo or game boy version <laughs> of that game and then complaining about how the frame rate sucks and i don't understand this game why do people like this game this makes no sense that, that's that's the frustrating part with recommending a pc game because they won't play the right port of that game eh. anyways but there's only uh uh it was the doom 2016 version of the game so Okay. It was good. I also want to congratulate uh, STC Pod on their 200th episode, not for making it to 200, but for the episode itself. I uh, tuned into it, and I was very impressed uh, what how that uh, show was handled. And I know a lot of the credit goes to Musty, who basically switched the show live. I believe they did it through... Uh, Google Hangouts, and I got to witness it from both ends. I was uh, uh, on the show, but I was also I also watched the, a good portion of it at the at the beginning. And um, so what he so what they did is they did it on the Hangouts and they put it live on uh, YouTube. But Musty was switching to the cameras, uh, to like indiv- everyone's individual cameras when they'd start talking. So really, yeah. So the advantage of that oh. was that if you're watching on YouTube, all you can see is the main camera, just the people on screen, right? Whoever he had selected on screen, so he could bring in people into the call, and and you like you'd be sitting there for a couple of minutes while they while their conversation would end. They would all know that you're there, but you know that part of the conversation would end, and then they would introduce you and bring you into the show. And it was it was very smooth. It wasn't like wow. how, like when we did it with, with Skype for our 50th episode, you know, it'd be like, okay, so-and-so's here. Like, hold on, everybody, wait. And, you know, you'd get, and you'd connect them in and then they'd you'd bring them in. This was all just done very smoothly. Uh, it was very impressive to, to watch. Mm. So, um, I don't know, we might be doing something similar for our 100th episode. Because so far we got no other ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea. You do have a, an excellent idea that would piss off everyone. And I'm, yes. I'm kind of <laughs> leaning towards that. It's <laughs> a good idea. Um, uh, I've been watching a ton of movies lately. Um, but uh, awesome too. if I uh, go into all of them, we'd, it'd easily be another three-hour show. So let me just uh, point out some... Uh, or focus on some uh, uh, movies that were recommended by people, um, and I'm going to I'm going to grade everybody. Hold on. Yeah, I'm going to grade everyone on these uh, recommendations. So the first recommendation I got 
was from uh, at the Ramvox who recommended mm-hmm. that I watch the movie Super, uh, starring uh, oh Rain Wilson and uh, what's her face from the the Liv preg- Tyler Liv Tyler's uh, in it the preg- pregnant em- Emily movie. something no Ellie yeah. uh, McBeal no uh, what the heck's her name the one from the pregnant movie with the guy from Arrested Development what the heck's her name. Mm. You're gonna you're gonna make me Google it, right? Anyways, while you're googling um, that, I'm just gonna say that I thought I I wanted to like the movie a lot, but I only thought it was okay. Ellen Page. Ellen Page. That's what you're thinking of. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was okay. I I found really? the the um the switching between the comedy and the ultra violence was a little jarring for me. You know, oh, like, that's what I loved about it. It was very, um, it, it was very Paul Verhoeven, especially with I, the, the, um, the Holy Avenger stuff, uh, kind of like the uh, media segments. Yeah, yeah, uh, I got a little bit of that vibe, but I don't know. It was just, it was, it's. I found it. I think Paul Verhoeven does it a different way, where he'll give you the laughs and then give you the violence. This seemed to be all out of order. Like it's really hard for me to get funny to to start laughing after just seeing one of the characters' faces blow blow right off. You know, it's just a, <laughs> it was just a little jarring for me. I needed like oh, a, I, I needed it. a step. I needed a breather uh, between them. But I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was you know other than that, uh, there was like I really liked the I'd, I'd say the first half hour of the movie, but then it just got a little bit too much for me. So. Uh, Richard, I'm giving you a 0.5 for that recommendation. You're getting 0.5 out of... Uh, Well, if you give me a good recommendation, that's one point. You get a full point for a good recommendation. Uh, So since I only half like it... Well, I gave you a good recommendation. You just didn't understand it. So you're getting a 0.5. Your second recommendation, you recommended uh, Judge Dredd to me. I did not recommend... Highly recommended Judge Dredd to me. I certainly did not. So I uh, I ended up watching this based solely on your high recommendation for uh, this is the original time. Judge Dredd on uh, uh, with a uh, um, Sylvester Wait, Stallone. Be- before you give your uh, opinion, you watched the entire film. I yes yes I did I did okay. I watched it from wow. beginning to end because I could not do that, which is why I did not recommend this movie to anybody you gave it a huge recommendation i think it's in your collection you have it on laserdisc beside your joe piscopo movies yeah i used to <laughs> but uh I, I got about five minutes into it and i sold it it uh it has some incredible production like the movie it looks alone in the mid 90s that it was uh he had a lot of money he yeah, had a lot of sway there was a ton of dough poured into this movie uh, I really like that uh, that Judge Robot too. That thing looked really cool. I couldn't tell if it was stop animation or just puppetry or or what was going on with that thing. But that thing looked mm. cool. Uh, but the movie itself stinks, man. Mm. Like the acting is really bad. The story is cliched. I it, it makes you wonder why they would pour all this money into such a subpar script. Like, give me something. Like, Demolition Man is like, uh, 
a, a Godfather movie compared to this one. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I what what came out first was a Judge Dredd or Demolition Man? Here we go. Well, back to Google. Demo, I believe Judge Dredd because <clears throat> that was '95, right? Um. Yeah, Judge Dredd was '95. Demolition Dem- Man. Oh no, Demolition Man '93. Sorry. Okay, so that okay, that makes sense because Demolition Man does feel like, you know, it's it's it looks fine and everything, but you can tell it's like there's a budget here. You know, like there's only so much of the underground that they show you. You know that you can tell that yeah. they're on a set, but uh, Judge Dredd doesn't feel like that at all. It feels very open, like there's this they're in this mass world, and you can tell they poured a lot of dough into it so i guess after the success of demolition man maybe they got a little more dough for judge dread but oof man bad script um so that's a whole minus point for um for you richard so now you're down to uh, a negative 0.5 that's mm. your total score negative 0.5 Oh, thank you i got another recommendation though from uh josh creepleet Yes, a listener gave me a recommendation, and I take all my listener recommendations seriously, unlike other hosts of this podcast. When someone recommends a movie to me, I watch it. I have watched everything that was recommended to me. You Did you watch The Raid Redemption? Was that recommended to me? Of course. It was recommended to both of us by Josh Creepley, Josh. Not Josh I sure Wesley, did. Josh. You watched I The sure Raid did. Redemption. Absolutely. And uh, what did you think of it? Well, um, the raid part was uh, pretty good. Like like the raid, mm-hmm. when they did the raid yeah. in the movie. Yeah. That was uh, good, good action. Uh, I felt um, some great performances. Okay, you can stop now. This is, uh, this is the but, worst but I book report ever. I didn't ever. feel the redemption. <laughs> I thought it felt a little forced. Horrible, horrible book report. You get an F minus. I might take away another half a point for that and just give you a down down to a whole minus. minus just because you disagree, you know. But uh, Josh, you get a plus one. This was a great movie. I want you to recommend more movies to me because I really enjoyed it. Um, so he recommended it because we were talking about the Judge Dread, the the latest one with uh, Carl Urban. And Dread. yeah, and we spoke highly of that uh, movie. And this movie is an Indonesian movie that they took a lot of inspiration from uh, for Dread, like a little bit of the concept and some of the scenes in that. But they're still very different movies. They have a very different feel to them. It's the first time I've ever watched an Indonesian film. I watched it with subtitles. There is a version with uh, voiceover different voiceover but uh i gotta tell you indonesia they do not uh, have the same standards of uh rating system or like this movie i don't know i think it would be uh what, what's the step above uh, restricted is it 18 plus or something where c17 or there's there's one where they won't like theaters won't even show it because it's so bad not x. rated not rated <laughs> x but i don't know something it was wow like like the violence like it was just Violent scene after violent scene after violent scene, but man, it was really well done. Like the they the fighting, there was lots of like kung fu. Like I don't know if it's kung fu. I don't know all my fighting styles, but a lot of fast paced, you know, knife fights and fist fights and really amazing choreography to get all this stuff 
uh, done. Wait, wait, so the Raid and the Raid Redemption, are they the same movie? Okay, so apparently the Raid is like a little bit of a series. So there's a bunch of movies called like under the Raid umbrella. And this is one of them. It's called The Raid Redemption. I don't know if you need to see any of the other movies or whatever. I just watched this one because it was recommended to me. Uh, there was like a, a bit of a story with these two brothers. I don't know if that started in a previous movie and it carried over into this movie or whatever. All I could say is that to enjoy it, I didn't need any of any more story than what I got in this movie. It was just, it was basically about this SWAT team that goes into this, um, um, not a bunker, but, uh, you know, uh, where, where the drug lords are hiding out into this hideout mm-hmm. kind of thing. And they go into this building to uh, break them up. And when they go in, it's uh, it's a bit of a setup. Uh, they, they go in with a full SWAT team and the, these uh, bad guys, these drug dealers, not start taking them out one by one. And to the point where they have no communication to the outside uh, uh, world. And they take away like their escape. They like they they're basically they're stuck in this place, and um, it, it's so that's kind of the the dread part. It's it's also it's uh, they're hiding in this um, uh, residential area. So there's a bunch of residents uh, inside, uh, and the residents are told you know if you take out these cops, free rent for life. Uh, so hmm. you know all the residents uh, turn uh, against them, and. Uh, yeah, it's a re- it's a really intense movie. I I enjoyed it. Uh, I it was I think it's an hour forty five minutes and it just flew right by. It was just fight scene after fight scene. I kept trying to look down. It was one of those movies I kept trying to look down on my phone to find out like things like, okay, is this what what country is this movie? Is it Indonesia? And like, there's too much stuff happening. I had to put my phone down to 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 look. And it wasn't just the subtitles. It would be like they're like somebody would attack somebody, and I'd like oh frig, I missed it, and I'd have to rewind it to find out what's uh, going on. So. Really enjoyed that movie. So plus one for Josh Creepley. Uh, and I just want to mention that uh, there was a bunch. There's a bunch of other movies I watched too. I watched Cliffhanger with Stallone in it. Hmm. Uh, guy from Cliffhanger is the guy in Super. The curly hair guy. Yes, uh, that guy is in. Um, well, because he's in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um. He he's a James Gunn actor, yeah. yeah. He does a he's lot all, of stuff. He, he's also in um, The Walking Dead. He's Daryl's brother, Earl. I think his name was. Whatever. He's that guy's a great actor. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind Cliffhanger. I thought it was uh, Cliffhanger's it's, okay. It's, it's cheesy. It's nothing it's special, cheesy, but it's fun. There's this one part though in that movie where uh, Sylvester Stallone is rolling. Like a lot of it's on location. Uh, shooting and there's this one part where he rolls down this hill and he lands like on this sort of cliff thing and you could just tell like it like he's rolling down like real snow on a real hill and then all of a sudden the next shot is like boom he's on the set and i'm like oh he's okay he's on the set (laughs) everything's all right and there it goes into this really cheesy part where they're on this in this cabin and there's bad guys in this cabin and he kills a guy and he's floating underneath the water and the, the dead body is floating underneath like the ice like it's ice covered i, I don't know it's just really cheesy but i don't know yeah. i didn't mind it it was uh it's a fun movie cliffhanger is yeah it's it's you could sit through it but you, i don't think you would intentionally watch it again i would i'm it's on my list i'm looking for a really? cheap copy of blu-ray i want to see it again <laughs> I had fun. I had fun with it. Uh, and I just want to mention that uh, 
soon. I don't know when, because you know this is all on Stephen Eider's uh, schedule, and hopefully it does actually happen. Hopefully we do record it this weekend. But we're supposed to be recording episode two of the Movie Cast. That's right, the follow up to the successful episode one of the Movie Cast with uh, your guest at the Rambox. Episode mm-hmm. two will have at buried underscore on underscore Mars. And uh, we'll be talking about the Chevy Chase film, Funny Farm, among other things. Funny Farm. Never seen it. Funny Farm. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll be talking about. I thought he was doing Labyrinth. Whatever happened to Labyrinth? I don't know, but I'm not on that episode because I've never seen that movie. Mm-hmm. And I asked Sarah, hey, I, it's, I have it cheap at uh, the place where we look for Blu-rays. I said, should we get this one? No. We should not get that one. So I, she's seen it's, it. I, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I don't remember much, but uh, Jim Henson puppetry, much for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Apparently, it's not worthy of, yeah. of our collection, apparently. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so. Okay, that's it. I watched, I watched, I watched some movies. Yeah, let's hear it. Ask, ask me about some of these things. Um comic book movies i watched wonder woman yes finally. all right let's hear about all right um so let me get this straight wonder woman is the current tentpole of the dc cinematic universe thing as someone who has just watched justice league like i said i've been watching a lot of movies i would say uh-huh. yes wow yes wonder woman is okay yes i guess yeah Yeah. i'm with you on it it's i i from all the buzz this movie was getting i was really expecting something special it's okay yeah at best i lost track of the movie several times during watching it um i thought the plot was super lame uh kind of boring uh you're the chosen one thing didn't really do it for me. And I'm not a fan of the slow-mo swirly twirly fighting. Mm. Uh, so even that, those parts, there were two parts during the fight scenes I thought were great. One is when she, uh, jumps behind the, the barrier of the, <laughs> Hey, this is no man's land. <laughs> wink, wink at the camera. That means no man can cross it. Wink, wink. You know, that, yeah, yeah. that part. Um, but when she jumps over there and she smashes a machine gun with her shield, mm. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And then later on, uh, there's a tank. And, you know, the, she does the jump of the tank. And then she gets knocked down. And then she just runs right into it, rams it, and flips it up. That part was cool. Uh, all the rest of the fighting was super boring. Uh, yeah, it's a very the, the problem. The problem with this uh, slow mo look at me fighting scene is when when you do it like that with the CG, it you lose the impact of all the hits. Hmm, the, the yeah. traditional style of a fight is you you show your hero, you show the enemy, you show that the enemy is dangerous, and then when there is a hit. You show the body hit the ground and you feel the impact. Mm. You know, watch any like Jackie Chan fight scene and you watch, you see the impact when, when people hit the floor, you know, that's important with these, um, constant spinning around hitting, you know, 25 different guys at once, the bodies like, you don't really see a clear hit. 
and the bodies often just drift off screen. And so you, so you never really get that. Mm, like somebody just got hit. Yeah. And I understand it's intended for kids and stuff. So they got to tame it down, but, uh, it, it just loses any impact of, of, you know, is this an actual like fight scene? It's just, and by the end of the movie, she's shooting lightning at, at a god. So, like, <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> you know, is uh, is she ever really in any danger? I don't know. Yeah, it's um, a safe movie. You know, they it's very formulaic. You know, do do the things that are successful in other movies just to get this out. And I think a lot of it was about like the girl power, female power out to prove something, out to prove that a, a comic book movie with a female lead can be successful, which had been holding them back for a, a long time for making it. Um, so it was almost like this movie and this with this character need, had something to prove. And I think a lot of people fell into the hype of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's fine. I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's not... You got to see it. It's great. It's fantastic. They got a long ways to go. But I kind of felt that way about the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, too, as well. I felt that movie was very safe and didn't really go as far as I thought it uh, would. Felt very formulaic. And then when they came out with the second movie, it was like, oh, okay, now that everything makes sense. Everything that they were setting up in it has, is paying off in this second movie. So uh, maybe Wonder Woman will... Uh, like, because there obviously will come up with another Wonder Woman. Maybe this next one will mm. have that same effect. But um, yeah, I, I I agree. It's um, mm. it's okay. It's an okay movie. Mm. It's not bad. It's just okay. Mm. I also watched um, Sin City: A Dame to Kill For. Mm. <clears throat> Is that the first I, I one really or like, second one? That's the second one. Okay. I really like the first one. Like when I first saw it, I, I was kind of confused by it. I wasn't quite sure what I was watching, mm. but then I watched it again. And I was like, you know what? I get this. It's just a, you know, an anthology of stories about different characters in this one city, and and it was fun. It was well done. I really liked the style visually and everything of it, and it was told well. So I enjoyed that. But I, I took me forever to get around to seeing this uh, sequel, and I watched it, and you know, I'm like you know, yeah, I really enjoy this style. It's they're they're doing stuff in a very fun way. The characters are likable, but ultimately it just felt kind of samey. And, and even though uh, there's a lot to really like about it, I can't say I enjoyed it so much. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a, like a recommendation of if you haven't seen the Sin City movies, I think they're worth watching, but um, I don't know. There's something about it that just, it's, it it falls into that. It's not bad. It, there are parts of it that are really good, but it's just still kind of okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I, I remember thinking the first one was okay. I, I I read all the comic books. I I really enjoyed the the comics, and they made some. Who there was uh, the one guy at, like I read at the beginning of the movie. He, his acting was so bad. I can't remember. Well, his it's name. a very, it's very forced, you know. It, it's that Josh Harnett. Uh, there was this thing. I think Josh the, Brolin. Oh, Josh Harnett. Oh, right the at the beginning, movie. it was just like a little small thing. I think at the at the first of it, I was like, oh man, this is so bad. Um, but then yeah, some of the he's... other characters kind of made up for it, you know. Yeah. But anyways, 
Yeah. That's a movie that does its uh is fighting really well. A lot of a lot of impact. Mm. Those Yeah, and you gotta watch The Raid Redemption. I should send that movie to you. If you don't Just please go ahead. Yeah, I should I should send like it over. Sending. Yeah, you'd like this. You you put that in the mail and you send it over. Oh yeah, sure. I'll put it in the email and, and send you it you send it by vessel i think i i want to hear your take on it i want to hear you talk about it because you'll you'll describe it better than i can because you're yeah, you're send into it away. that stuff send i think away. i will right after we're done recording i also yeah. to wrap things up yeah. when i was uh you know sitting here painting with my foot sat down and i watched superman 2 that's a great movie. That movie holds up so well. The original cut or the Richard Donner cut? You know what? I've never seen the Richard Donner cut, and I kind of did it on purpose. I watched it because I'm planning on watching the Richard Donner cut, but I got to give myself a little time in between. Can't watch the same movie like twice too soon after. I know, I know they yeah. change a lot, so mm-hmm. I, I, I want to let it sink in. I don't want to say. I, I'm going to say nothing. I'm going to say nothing. I want you to watch that. We can we can discuss that. Yeah. I should I should rewatch but, uh, the that. original. I mean, that's that's the one I <clears throat> have uh, have grown up with. Mm. And, you know, there there were a lot of things I I probably didn't remember from earlier viewings. But as much as they screw around with Superman's powers in that movie, yeah, it's still a good movie. Like it, like they they still have some really fun characters. Some parts are pretty goofy, but I think it's all part of that you know, 70s charm. Mm. Or was it early 80s by the time they did Superman oh. 2? Well, I th- they shot both movies at the same time. Pretty much, yeah. They they just did the no, reshoots they... after they, they kicked Donner out. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, because... Well, if we're going to talk about it later, I'll save all the thoughts, but... Zod. Neil before Zod. Neil before Zod. Son of our jailer. All right, let's wrap this one up because we've okay. gone way over time. Do whatever we want. Well, yeah, show. and we make the rules. We hadn't talked for for a while, so we needed needed to catch mm. up. That's right. Uh, yeah, we got to do more talking for a couple of weeks, and then we got to do a film dango again. I can't wait. I, I'm looking forward. Joking, to I love one. the film. I, I love, love the film dangos, man. Wait, yeah. talking uh, a nightmare on Elm Street, the original, 1984, uh, Duel early steven spielberg i'm a little tempted to add a third what with uh a little attempted to add a third mostly because i've got a very very strong desire to sit down and watch beetlejuice mm, beetlejuice eh i do have that movie mm, you know if we do Beetle- if we do beetlejuice, beetlejuice without j-rock he's gonna he's gonna flip well, we can't do every move with Jay Rock. <laughs> He's gonna flip. That's like his favorite I thought movie. Beavis and Butthead was was his thing. He's like uh, Richard Christie on the uh, Howard Stern show. Everything's his favorite. That's my favorite. I don't know. Beetlejuice is calling me. I I I don't think I've seen it for a couple of years. It's been a while for me too. Mm. Well, we could we could. We'll think about it. We'll think about adding people. No promises. No promises. No right. Promise. There we go. Okay. Well, go ahead and follow 
retro underscore fandango on the twitter so you can uh, find out if we're going to talk about beetlejuice yeah we'll announce it there you know maybe no promises maybe i don't know (laughs) but you can give us ratings on itunes or stitcher or google or whatever it is you listen to us so that maybe someday somebody else will listen to this show other than just the cc community yeah our pocket of listeners you can branch out get like a few more people people to to hate kevin for his hate of nintendo don't hate nintendo i just think they're a company that likes to make money like every other company hey you know what you can do you go to the forums cartridgeclub.org and you can make that blow up again no don't Four pages on controllers <laughs> no. is one thing, but uh, I'm sure we gave you some hate, uh, some some hate building fuel at, at, at some point in this episode. Richard's so. tired; his eyes are droopy. He's done. I his don't think I don't f- think there were any comments for film Dango. Uh, no, there was. Was there yes. one? No, there was. Uh, there was two. Last time I checked. Oh, okay. Oh, when I checked, I didn't see anything. That was a couple of days ago. Uh, no, yeah, there was some recent comments. I don't know if we want to talk. Do we want to talk about it? No, we got. We got to wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Okay, we'll save it for the next one. Next time. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's it. We're done. Yes. All right. Uh, done. Okay. Right. Bye. Goodbye. Dango.